everybody, and welcome back to the fastest hour of the week to the Glean Podcast. We're glad to have you with us tonight. It's uh, finally not raining and a little bit warmer. I think we're going to finally make it into spring right before summer gets here. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, we're going to pick back up in the book of Revelation. we got two chapters left, chapters 21 and chapter 22. But uh, we're getting into the, the good part tonight. We're going to be talking more about the millennial reign of Christ and, uh, and what goes on from that point on uh, and how good it's going to be. But, you know, the Bible says, and I've said this pretty much every time we've looked at Revelations, you know, that Revelations chapter 1, it talks about blessed is he that readeth. So we believe that as we study this book, we may not understand everything and we may not get it all because I know I don't have it all and I don't believe you do or Josh does, but you know, the more we study, the more we read, the more understanding that we get. And right before the uh, podcast started, we were discussing something that we both read and have never really looked at it the way it is, but uh, we'll get into that just a little bit. But it just goes to show the more you read, the more you study, the more revelation that uh you will receive from the Word of God. So we're going to go ahead and read the first chapter, uh, or the whole chapter of chapter 21 of Revelations, and then we'll go back and discuss it and break it down verse by verse. But starting with uh, verse 1 of chapter 21, it says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things had passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderer, sexual, immoral, sorcerer, idolater, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, and I will show you the bride of the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. 
Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and their names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its walls, 144 cubits, according to the measurement of man, that is, of an angel. The constructions of its wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the walls of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third was chaldoni, the fourth was emerald, the fifth was sardonyx, the sixth was sardis, the seventh was chrysolite, the eighth was beryl, the ninth was topaz, the tenth was shire sophase, or however you want, y'all figure out how to say that one. The eleventh was jacinteth, and the twelfth was amorous. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. But I saw no template or no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need for sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor unto it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory of honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So we see that John is giving us a description at the end of the millennial reign. It talks about that there'll be a new heaven and the new earth will be created. And John is giving us a description of what the city is going to look like. And from what he's describing it as, it's going to be uh, it would be absolutely breathtaking. But the one thing that I, I, I noticed here is it says in verse 1, it said he saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first and earth and heaven had passed away. But it says also there was no more sea. Mm -hmm. So do you believe that, that the oceans and things will, will be done away with and there'll just be rivers of water and yeah, I think uh, there'll be more land mass right. made available, I believe, you know, of course, to uh, be able to hold the masses of people uh -huh. because, uh, you know, we find that uh, there will be a natural race of people mm -hmm. that will come through the tri uh, tribulation mm -hmm. period. Uh, 
I know in years gone by, you know, when uh, a preacher or most of Bible teachers was talking about, uh, you know, the coming of the Lord and so forth, uh, they almost talk like, you know, when Jesus comes back, that's, it's all over. Yeah. Know? But no, that's just the beginning for eternity <laughs> for us, you know. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, what God began with Adam and Eve and when he placed them in the garden, his intention was for them to live forever mm -hmm. in the body that he had given them. Right. But, of course, you know, when sin came, of course, uh, the curse uh, came and death, sin yeah. brought forth death. There was, uh, you know, God never intended for them to die. He intended for them to live forever, mm -hmm. to procreate male and female and, in, and, you know, populate the earth. And But because of sin, of course, that, that plan was uh, hindered. And uh, But I've always, uh, you know, in studying this, realized that in the end, mm -hmm. God's going to cause his first thought, his first plan, his right. first idea to be brought to fruition. Yeah. There's still going to be a natural race of people, mm -hmm. just like we are, yeah. that, uh, you know, will come through the tribulation. And uh, they, of course, we as believers will have received a glorified body mm -hmm. like unto Christ's glorious body. And, uh, but there will be a natural race of people with a natural body that uh, will live through the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ and also uh, after the... Uh, you know, great white throne judgment at the end of the tribulation or the millennium mm -hmm. uh, is the judgment of the wicked dead. There's a thousand years between the two resurrections. Right. And uh, we we see that. That's the first time that uh, Scripture tells us the time between the two resurrections. Right. It is the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. And then, uh, you know, the new Jerusalem will come down from God out of heaven. We as, uh, you know, the church, the body of Christ, of which he is the head, will live in the new Jerusalem. Of course, we'll be in, I believe, in and out of the new Jerusalem, helping to carry on Christ's administration here on earth forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be an exciting time, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And then it goes on here in verse 2, and this is what I was talking about earlier when, uh, when we started the podcast that something me and Dad were discussing. Uh, it says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Now here's where... This, this is what we, we, we had to notice. It says, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And then verse 3 says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. 
But in verse 2, it's talking about the city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, as being the bride. Right. Where we've always took it as we're the bride of Christ, but yet uh. if we're the bride of Christ, we can't be the body of Christ. Yeah. Christ is the head of the church. We're the body. Yeah. So we, you, you can't marry yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, you can't have a man's head in a woman's, woman's body. body. You know. Yeah, even though and, they try to do that now, I believe. But anyway. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, if we, you know, as you read on from verses 9 on, it explained, you know, how we will receive the New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But uh, the New Jerusalem is called, I mean, it's, it's F, it says, he took me up on a high mountain and showed me the holy city, mm-hmm. the Lamb Bride. Yeah. So that, you know, might uh, mess up somebody's theology. A <laughs> yeah. Bit, but that's what it says. Yeah. But we will have part yeah. of the New Jerusalem. We yeah. will receive the New Jerusalem as, uh, you know, Christ, and he is the head. We're the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That, which, you know, for me, that that's uh, not anything that would shatter my no. faith or uh, what I've always heard taught that the, the we're the bride of Christ. But the Bible makes it clear here mm-hmm. that the holy city, yeah. the new Jerusalem, is the Lamb's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And then verse 4 uh, you know, I, verse four is just, well, it's all exciting, but yeah. it says, verse four, it says, and God will not might, not maybe going to, or if he's able to, it says, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yeah. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Right. Everything that we face now and the things that we deal with, we have to realize when we're with him, when he establishes this new kingdom, it's going to be no more death. Mm-hmm. There'll be no more pain, no more crying. You know, you, there's not going to be things to be upset about. People's not going to be doing people wrong. We're going to be ruled and governed by God himself. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a just and a true government mm-hmm. unlike what we deal with in, in modern times so you know it's an exciting thing to see that it's not that that god is doing all that he's going to do and the rapture is going to happen and then we're going to go to heaven and then there's all these judgments and then he's after all that's done he's not just going to throw us back down here on the earth and him go back to heaven and say what well, y'all see what you can do now mm-hmm. call me if you need me he himself it's coming down. It's going to come down. And, that you know, it talks, there, there's not going to be night and day yeah. because there's not going to need to be because there won't be a sun yeah. because the glory of God itself, himself, will light where we live. Uh, well, for the New Jerusalem, there won't be no yeah. need of the sun, the moon, and the star. But for the natural, natural. race of people, yeah. it, the sun will still, still shine. Yeah on the earth, the mm-hmm. moon, and so forth, and the stars of the heavens, you know. Yeah. But that's that's talking about uh, in the New Jerusalem because it says 
the lamb is the light thereof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And then verse five, you know, he's, he, and this is God himself speaking. He says, uh, you know, he who sat on the throne said, behold, that means pay attention. Mm -hmm. I make all things new. Everything is going to be, and that's what we're talking about. We've talked about it's going back to the original intent. Yeah. All the way back to in the beginning, God created. It's going all the way back to the original intent. God is making all things new. And then in verse six, he said, he said, and he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirst. And you see, when you even look at that, you know, he gives us that now if you accept Jesus into your heart because Jesus said, those who drink the water I give will never thirst again. So it talks about even then people will be coming and he's going to give them the waters, the living waters, for those that are hungry for the or thirsty for the living waters. And then in verse 7 it says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Now, we know there that when it's saying son, it's talking about mankind. That's men and women. Uh, most everything was was written in a masculine sense. So back then they didn't, you know, it's more or less it's saying I will, it's the same as him saying I will be their God and they will be my people. Yeah. Yeah. And then verse 8, now this is, notice this, it says, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderer, sexually immoral, sorcerer, idolater, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns or, or, yeah, burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So you, you'll understand here that, that all of the people that did not accept, that took the mark, that didn't accept Jesus, took the mark of the beast, he's letting you know here, mm -hmm. this is where they're going to be. Yeah. This is what, and, you know, I, I looked up, uh, in my notes here, and then I, I, I went on kind of a wild goose chase or a rabbit trail, you might want to say. But here where it says sorcerer, it literally means a drug dealers. Mm -hmm. So you, you think about all these people that have, have uh, been, been selling drugs and pushing drugs and doing all these things and ruining families and, and all this, people taking their lives over drugs, ruining them. These people, they have a place in the lake of fire reserved for them and for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you go back to verse 6, but we serve in the Alpha and the Omega, yeah, the beginning and the end. You know, he, he is the supreme being, and he's God all by himself. He don't need help to be God. And he's taking us all the way back and recreating for a new heaven and a new earth so that there, it's not sin defiled, and we're going to be able to go back to that original intent, what he originally created us to do. His rich, or I believe it'll be like the original relationship. Yeah, you know, I, where God Himself, it said that He would come in the cool of the day and talk with Adam. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that we're going to get back to that kind of relationship, you know, uh, back when <clears throat> when the new Jerusalem is created. Yeah, that I think, uh, you know, that that uh, will be something, you know. I remember, you know, really, if you think about it, of course, we, we cannot physically see God. Right. Uh, you know, the Bible says that no man shall see God. Yeah. In other words, look on his face. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll read later on, we'll find that. Then we'll we'll see him face to face. Then when we've received our mm-hmm. glorified body. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking, you know, boy, wouldn't it have been wonderful to have been living back with Adam, you mm-hmm. know, and all, and every day in the cool of the day, mm-hmm. God would come to him riding on the wings of the wind, mm-hmm. and he would talk with Adam. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, boy, Lord, that. Uh, that would have just been so wonderful to be able to do and yeah. have that, you know. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke into my spirit, said, "Well, you can talk to me anytime you want to." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whether it's cold or hot or yeah. night or day or mm-hmm. what, when you call upon me, I will hear. Yeah. You know. So actually, uh, in a sense, we. we uh, I know we might think, well, that that was different because there wasn't no sin or hindrance mm-hmm. or anything, and of course that would be an advantage because we find that uh, you know whenever we commit to pray and uh, seek God, it seems like the enemy will always try to cloud our mind up with everything but what we need to yeah. be focused on. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yet at the same time, you know, we can talk to God. And the Bible said in the, uh, Second Peter, or First Peter, I believe it is, uh, chapter 3, that uh, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, mm-hmm. and his ears are open unto yeah. our prayer. Yeah. So, you know, we can talk to God anytime mm-hmm. That we want to. Yeah. I know we, we talk about, uh, you know, take they took prayer out of schools and so forth. And, uh, you know, they tell us, you know, they're getting wanting to get it where we can't pray in public and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. Just keep your religion to yourself. Yeah. You know? uh, but, no, we, we need to shout it from the housetop, mm-hmm. you know, and talk about what Jesus has done for us. Uh, you know, and uh, you think about this. Uh, in other words, I've told my testimony enough, you know, through the years that mm-hmm. I've heard you, <laughs> you know, tell it, but you still can't tell it as good as <laughs> right. I can. And I'm a little more convincing because it happened to me, you know. Right. But at the same time, I can't tell your testimony like you can. Right. And that's the that's the way with anybody, uh, you know. And Josh, you know, his experience of how he accepted mm-hmm. Christ, and all. Uh, you might hear him tell it several times, and you could tell, mm-hmm. but you still couldn't tell it as effective right. as he can because mm-hmm. it happened to him exactly. And yeah. uh, you know, you you can. Uh, it's like a, I was witnessing to a lady one time. Uh, Actually, she was a Jehovah's Witness, and, uh, you know, they 
referred a lot to Old Testament scriptures. But, uh, you know, we sat there and quoted scriptures back and mm-hmm. forth to each other for about 15 minutes, you know. And I said, look, we're, we're not getting anywhere like this. I said, but let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. And I started giving her my testimony. I had her full attention. Yeah. And so I got through with my testimony. Tears were running down her face. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I'm, that, that's very interesting. And said, uh, uh, I'm glad you shared that with me. said, I, I might, I'd like to come back sometime. Mm-hmm. and talk some more about it. And yeah. I said, well, you're welcome anytime, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you you uh, you have to tell people mm-hmm. how Jesus has changed your life. And that, that should be the thing that draws them to him. Mm-hmm. Of course, I know it's the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, the Bible said that our testimony is at, at the same as the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. And so when we're giving our testimony of Christ to somebody, uh, it's the same as if we're prophesying mm-hmm. to them because the anointing comes on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so that's why it's so important that we, uh, you know, share our testimony with people whenever we, and, and I'm not talking about being obnoxious with it. Right trying to cram it down people's throat. Uh, you know, sometimes you'd like to, but, yeah. but uh, you know, we have to do it in love. And I believe at, uh, at the direction or the nudging of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, uh, and I believe the Holy Spirit, if we will ask him, he will show us the ones that are ready to hear it mm-hmm. and ready to receive it. Yeah. And uh, so that way we can do it in love and, uh, you know, of course, everybody's not going to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't believe Jesus, yeah. you know, so what makes us think that uh, they'll believe us? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. some will believe, some won't. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, we have to be diligent and prayerful and share our testimony wherever we get the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that, I don't know, I had talked about that before that, you know, where the Bible does talk about our testimony as is as prophecy. Mm-hmm. And what that means is when you tell your testimony, you're speaking prophetically into someone else's life of yeah. what God will do mm-hmm. for them yeah. if they'll accept yeah. him as their Lord and personal Savior. Yeah. And see, a lot of times people get that mixed up and, We'll try to get back on track, but this is good. We're going to jump off on this little rabbit trail. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people today, they're, they're getting upset because we've heard a lot of prophets. This is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. And they get mad when what they said is going to happen don't come to pass. And you do have to judge what they say. Mm-hmm. But look at Jonah. Yeah, Jonah... After fighting, and y'all know that whole story, but Jonah went to Nineveh. Yeah. So the story out of that, you're going to do what God wants you to do, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you might smell like fish, but you're going to do it. Yeah. But he prophesied to Nineveh. Yeah. yeah. But Nineveh heeded the warning and repented. So what he prophesied, the judgment that he prophesied didn't come to it, pass. Um, uh, 
Yeah, and uh, it it's uh, a lot of it is contingent upon yeah. uh, if a person receives it and mm-hmm. does what it it says, you know. And uh, so uh, it depends a lot of times uh, what you prophesy to somebody personally. Yeah, and of course, uh, I've always uh, been careful what I've said to people that the Lord said, yeah. you know, thus saith the Lord. When you say thus saith the Lord, mm-hmm. you need to know for sure that he has said something, Yeah, you know. So I, I always try to be careful about, uh, you know, saying thus saith the Lord, but uh, sometimes I may feel <laughs> something strong in my spirit concerning somebody and I share it with them, but uh, I will ask them, yeah. You know, instead of instead of saying "Thus saith the Lord," I just say, "I sent this mm-hmm. in my spirit." Does it mean anything to you? Yeah. And if they say yes, then well and good. But if they say no, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I say, "Well, forget it." Then I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah. a lot a lot of prophets won't admit that they yeah. they can miss it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. But anyway, we jump back on the the path we started out on. <laughs> but that was good anyway. Uh, but picking up here in verse 9, he says that then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the last seven plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, and I will show you, that here's that again, the bride, the lamb's wife. Mm-hmm. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city the holy Jerusalem that's descending out of the heaven from God. So notice there again, he says, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife, but he didn't ever say nothing about the saints. It's the holy city of Jerusalem mm-hmm. that is descending out of heaven from God. Yeah. Now it goes on, uh, you know, and starts talking about the dimensions yeah. And the design, and it's it's it says it's it basically it's a perfect cube or square. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I didn't never well, I didn't get time this afternoon to look it up, but uh, I, you may know it. But where it says that the uh, when he measured it out with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. What was what was the length of a furlong? It was uh, I think the fifteen hundred miles. The length and the breadth yeah. and the width are the same. Yeah, it's called we. That's why we refer to it as four square. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah. And, uh, because it it's uh, it's it's hard really to try. I guess to try to uh, think of it in your mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, is uh, being a cube or a square. Mm-hmm. But uh, in other words, it's uh, fifteen. Hundred miles uh, wide, fifteen hundred mm-hmm. miles long, fifteen hundred yeah. miles high. <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, but you know, the, I don't know the uh, the walls of the city. It, uh, I believe I read somewhere where it uh, when it talking about the walls of the city, how tall they are, is uh, about the equivalent of a. 22-story building, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I believe it's 222 uh, feet, mm-hmm. you know, the wall. Yeah. 
and the gate, the 12 gates, yeah. you know, made of one pearl. Yeah, each one and, made of uh, one pearl. So, you know, you think of a, a wall was, a, a wall was uh, uh, like a 22-story building. Yeah. Uh, it'd have to have a pretty good yeah. get size gate mm -hmm. on it to balance it out. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, somebody was estimating it that the gates would be at least 100 feet wide. Hmm. Yeah, you know, made out of one and, pearl. Yeah, made out of one pearl, <laughs> and uh, that there's an angel at every gate. Yeah, you know, and uh, so uh, you know it's got the twelve gates and uh, uh, made out of you know the one pearl, and uh, the foundations had the uh, names of the apostles of the Lamb mm -hmm. uh, in them, and uh, you know, it said the street was of pure gold. Now, a lot of people have are thinking about gold like we know. Yeah. But it says this gold is pure gold. Pure gold. In other words, it has no impurities in it. Whatsoever. Yeah. And it's clear. Clear. Clear yeah. like glass. Mm -hmm. And yet it has, has that uh, uh, gold tint. Yeah. I'm sure it does, you know, but it says it's clear. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I thought about, uh, and you may remember this, when we uh, went out to Oklahoma yeah. uh, to camp meeting out there, uh, and we rode over one afternoon and looked at the uh, City of Faith that yeah. Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts yeah, and the windows were tinted like gold, mm -hmm. you know, and the sun yeah. was shining. Boy, it, it, it was, was breathtaking. Yeah. It was beautiful. But that pales. Yeah, compared to what to what what God's had had for exactly, him. yeah. I mean, when you look at and anybody, I, I I suggest anybody take a little bit of time, and 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 get on Google or Safari or Bing, who whatever search engine you use, and look up each one of the stones uh -huh. that he describes that are in just the foundation. Mm -hmm. Now there again. It's 12 levels of just the foundation. It's 1,500 miles long. The, the width is 1,500 miles. Mm -hmm. But each layer has a different precious stone. Mm -hmm. That's what it, that foundation is made out of. Look up those stones and look what the value of those stones is. And then just in your head, begin. God spared no expense yeah. to create the new Jerusalem. <laughs> there's no expense. You know, I, I don't think there's anything, even like with what we was talking about with Oral Roberts, there's nothing on this earth. Even with Solomon's temple, there were people that traveled there, and it said that that one lady fainted, a woman fainted Queen. because of the beauty mm -hmm. of his temple, Solomon's temple, but yet that will pale in comparison to what the new Jerusalem's going to look like. That's right. I, I don't know how how you you would come anything in this world that, that we know. Mm -hmm. I mean, what can you compare it with? Yeah, uh, they may be some things. You know, it it really uh, you know you just have to use your imagination to try to even compare anything. Uh, but I'm sure uh, it'll be breathtaking. Mm -hmm. What? 
what God has prepared for. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, the scripture, I believe it's uh, in Second uh, uh, Corinthians where it talked about that, uh, you know, the eye hath not seen or ear heard, neither has entered in the heart of man mm-hmm. the things that God has prepared for. Yeah. You know, for them that love him. And, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about, you know, the old song, Amazing Grace. Yeah. You know, where it says, when we've been there 10,000 years, right. we'll just be started. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'd think, you know, after a while, will, will, will we ever get tired of it or get bored? Yeah. You know, like when we see something new here, mm-hmm. oh, we all up in the air about it, yeah. you know. But after the new wears off of it, we say, oh, well, you know, it yeah. don't mean yeah. anything. But I believe every time that we think we've seen all that heaven has to offer, mm-hmm. that God will surprise us. Yeah. Say, well, come, come, let me show you. You hadn't seen this yet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I believe God will continually mm-hmm. be bringing new things mm-hmm. to reveal to us, to show us. Yeah. You know. And uh, I, I just can't imagine how uh, being in the presence of a holy God mm-hmm. in, in peace and joy and happiness and contentment that we'd ever get tired of it anyway. Right. You know? Well, I mean, you think about, and the Bible was, it is very descriptive on this, but where it says that the cherubim and the seraphim mm-hmm. that are around the throne. Yeah. Now, you know how long they've been there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Millions and, yeah, you know, the from the beginning, yeah. before heaven and earth was created, mm-hmm. when he well, he created heaven, when he created the angels, they've been there since then. Yeah. And every time, I, and I, I'm, I'm kind of putting the Wesley Barbie translation on this, <laughs> but one of the cherubim may say, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to the other side of heaven over here and see what's over. I'm, I've, I've been right here. For millions of years now, but every time they even just, they can't because God's glory is a it's a creative power. Yeah. So every time they they think, well, I probably maybe if angels, I've seen it all that, and all they can do is step back and go, holy, yeah, holy, holy is the that's all that because it's the glory is just so overwhelming. Yeah. And I believe that when we get to heaven. And when all, you know, said and done and we're in the new Jerusalem and we're doing the works of God, that I believe that his creative power will continue and we'll, we'll be able to see those things. And it, it, it's not that you will be content, but I don't think his glory, I don't think in his glory we'll be, ever be able to be capable of making it common. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we can take when... When the glory of God moves in our services here, it, we don't we we you know we don't even really understand. That's just like a, a a tip on a point of a pen. That's about how much glory He drops in one of our services, yeah. and people fall under the power of God. That that can become commonplace to people because these people that are actually in those services mm-hmm. that are just staring off into space or looking at a, you know, just like they'd rather be anywhere but here. Yeah. And they're not participating, but in his manifested glory, right in the middle of all of it, 
I believe it's just it's going to be something we we can't wrap our brains around. Nah, I you know still and and like you say, uh, we we've had the Holy Spirit to move in some ma- magnificent ways mm-hmm. in our service, uh, and through the years we've we've uh, seen uh, astounding miracles. Yeah, I mean people. I remember uh, one little boy that was born with an incurable heart. Mm-hmm. It it was so uh, rare that only fifty yeah. people in uh, ch- children in yeah. the United States had been diagnosed with that problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it, it's been uh, probably close to forty years ago yeah. uh, when that happened, and. Uh, you know, uh, I couldn't pronounce the medical term mm-hmm. anyway, but uh, they said, you know, it was so rare. This is what the doctor told the parent, that it was so rare uh, that only 50 people in the United States had been diagnosed with that, mm-hmm. and not one yeah. had ever been reversed. Reversed. But one, there is one. There's one now. There's one now. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't supposed to live past five years of age yeah but like i said uh, he's he close to 40 now i guess yeah i think now and uh you know if you want to see him you can go up to locust at Mm -hmm. AutoZone. he works there yeah yeah exactly and uh so uh and through the year you know we've had people healed of cancer and Mm -hmm. different things uh you know we've seen arms and legs grow out and things blinded eyes open deaf ears open so uh but still, when the Holy Spirit comes, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, of course, he always honors Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that's his purpose, is to honor Christ. But I don't know, I, it, it, I, I don't have English words to explain what, what I feel yeah. when the Holy Spirit comes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like you said earlier, I, you know, it's so uh, magnificent and so precious when the Holy Spirit comes to you mm-hmm. and ministers to you as as well as others, but especially to think the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that was in creation mm-hmm. that moved upon the face of the waters yeah. when there wasn't anything, yeah, you know, and. Yet he was, uh, you know, God would speak and the Holy Spirit moved. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how, you know, creation came. And, uh, but it it's so precious to think God would choose you. Yeah. God would choose me. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, God would choose uh, Josh, mm-hmm. you know, to be a carrier yeah. of his presence. And his anointing. A yeah. carrier of mm-hmm. his anointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if heaven's even anything like yeah. that, it, it's going to be so wonderful. Yeah. That's why I think we have to have a glorified body to even be able to stand yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I do too. And, that you know, that's that's part of, you know, just that little drop of his presence that we get here and people fall under that presence mm-hmm. and that power. And then, you know, at times it, we, we have trouble walking, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I've had people, why well, y'all just putting on, but no, it's mm-hmm. I, I'm not that kind of guy. If it 
It's just like, you know, when I, I fall under the power of God, when hands are laid on me, I stand up long as I can. Yeah. I, I don't ever want to be accused of where you just drop. Yeah. No, I stand till my, literally my knees buckle, Yeah. you know, uh, because I, I, I want to stand in it long as I can, but then when he just pours on so much, you just get to the place you can't. Something's going to give, and it's, it it's ain't not going to be the Holy Spirit. You know, and I believe that's why we have to have that glorified body, yeah. which, you know, we, we're going to get that long before this, this chapter gets gets here. Yeah. You know, because when we get caught up and we present with God, we, we're going to have a glorified yeah. body. You know, and then when we come back to rule and reign with Christ, and I think we've talked about this, but, you know, with me and you could be sitting here then doing a podcast. Yeah. And then when we get done, you may go somewhere, and I might say, well, I've got to go back up to heaven and talk to the Father. Mm-hmm. And I just blink, and there I am. And then he may send me. But we'll, all, we'll, be able, we'll have that glorified body to be able to travel and do things, and it don't take you. I won't have to get on. I won't have to deal with American Airlines no more. No. <laughs> I don't have to check a bag no more and, and let them send it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But those things are just, you begin to think about that and how good God is. Even as good as he is to us here, he's building us a city that he yeah. held no expense back. Yeah. And, you know, the exciting thing, and it, this is a, he's going to be there. Yeah. And yeah. there's not going to be a temple in it anymore with an outer court and an inner court and the holy of mm-hmm. he, When you're there, you're there. Yeah. And that it picks it up here in verse 22. He said, John said, but I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, that's that's mm-hmm. God and Jesus, mm-hmm. are its temple. Yeah. The city had no need for the sun or for the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated yeah. it, and the Lamb is its light. Yeah. And the nations of those who are saved, now notice that, the yeah. nations of those who are saved shall walk in it's light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Yeah. That's, that's see, this is talking here. You read, it's talking about the nations of people. Yeah. Natural, people natural people. Mm-hmm. That, but they're saved because the same way we are, mm-hmm. they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. They believe in God mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they, they will, Walk in the light. They'll have access, according to what it talks mm-hmm. about, that there are certain times every year that they yeah. will bring their honor mm-hmm. and glory into the city. Exactly. To honor God. Yeah. Yeah, it'll go back to, in a, I don't think it will be exactly that way, and it may be, but, you know, it'll be similar to how it was when God established the, the calendar days and feast mm-hmm. for, the, for Israel. You know, he'll have certain days that that those things will be going on, and then he said uh, that its gates will not be shut at all by day, which it's always day there. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But 
there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's yeah. book of life. Yeah. So you you see there that there's not going to be you you're not going there's not going to be an overthrow. No. There's not somebody. <laughs> there'll never be another overthrow of, of God and His intent for Earth and His creation. Yeah. Never again. Yeah, it'll be all over but the shout. Yep, all over <laughs> but the shouting. So you know that's the the you know if if you're watching this and you you say well you know I've I've served God but I, I've gotten away from Him you know we we are right on the the edge. Yeah, of of the the rapture. Yeah, and and you want to make sure now more than ever that you're ready for when Jesus comes, when that trumpet blows, and we're called up, that you're there because there's not a do over. Yeah, you know the Bible talks about uh, uh, you know that in the last days there'd be mockers mm -hmm. and scoffers. Yeah, where's the promise of His coming? Mm -hmm. We've heard that all of our life, and our fathers and mm -hmm. our forefathers before them, mm -hmm. and everything's just like no, it's no, not. it's not. Uh, you know, and uh, the Bible says God is not slack concerning His promises, mm -hmm. as men count. Yeah, uh, you know, but uh, one thing you're gonna find out, it'll come to pass just like God said, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. You're not believing it, don't make it. Don't not affect true, it. Mm -mm. You see. And so uh it's uh, it you know, you say, Well I, I've got to have some proof. I remember uh my brother and uh you know, thank God he saved and he passed away a year ago, the first day of May. Mm -hmm. Uh and I believe with all my heart he's in glory. Mm -hmm. But uh he came but this was before he got saved he came to the house and uh, we were living in a, a trailer mm -hmm. sheet metal chateau yeah. there where <laughs> the house is now and I, I knew the spirit of God was dealing with him and he was shaking and trembling and uh, he said prove to me there's a God mm -hmm. and I told him I said Mike I, I can't uh, you know, speak some magic words, yeah. hocus pocus, and poof, poof there's God. Here's God. Mm -hmm. I said, there's only one way that you'll ever know for sure that he's real. Mm -hmm. And he said, tell me. I said, when you ask him to come into your heart, mm -hmm. you will know beyond any shadow of a doubt mm -hmm. he's real. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yep, and that, yep. you know, I've talked about that a little bit lately, uh, a few of the Few, last few times preaching, you know that you you can't treat God like an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. The only time you ever call your insurance company is when you want to file a claim. And we've got a lot of Christians out there that the only time they ever want to talk to God's when they in trouble, yeah. when they've had a wreck, yeah. when their life has wrecked. Oh, I, I, God, I, I I need to get you on the main line so mm -hmm. I can tell you what I want. You know. Instead of that, because what happens is, is they don't build that relationship with God. They don't build that relationship so they're not 
familiar with him. They're not common with him. And then when he doesn't do what they're asking because they've not been worthy of it, they, they are Christian by name, but that's all it. Mm-hmm. They get frustrated and mad at God and then walk completely away instead of ever looking and going, well, you know, I've not been fair to God. I, I've not had a relationship with him. You know, you've got to create that relationship. And the way you do that is when you ask him into your heart or if you have and you walk away, you repent, you build that relationship. Quit, you know, I, I still hear people talking about religion this, religion that. And these are even preachers. And if you won't call it religion, that's fine. But I, I don't like religion. I don't even like the word. And, you know, I, I don't I don't have a religion I have a relationship. Yeah. And I, I heard one man say it this way and and it just and it just shook me to the core, but he said religion was man's way of trying to reach God. Mm-hmm. Relationship which came through Jesus was God's way of reaching man. That's right. Yeah. You know, so quit religion is is a bunch of rules. And Dude, you can do no, this, yeah. and you can't do that. And if you do this, then you can only do it here. And then if you don't do this, you got relationship. You learn what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. There was things that I could do when I was dating my wife, whether they were right, that I can't do now. Mm-hmm. And you learn that out of relationship. Yeah, you know. You know, there's things that I had to learn about my wife, things that I, I, I might not mean it, but things I could do that maybe make her mad or she don't like, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff, you know. But in any marriage, it's not a religion. You learn each other and their ins and outs by relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with God. You know, you I, you hear people talk about, well, you know, we've been married so long, we can finish finish each other's sentences. Well, when you get in a relationship, you can quote these scriptures without even looking. Mm-hmm. It's the same as finishing God's sentences for him. Yeah. It's out of relationship. When you build that relationship, then you know that you know that when that trumpet sounds, I'm going to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the whole other thing is, you were talking about earlier, not forcing things down people's throat. You know, that, that famous saying it, that says, preach often, use words when necessary. Yeah, People will come to Christ quicker by watching you live than listening to what you say. Mm-hmm. Live a God-centered life, and people will say, I want what they've got. Mm-hmm. Because you can't live God-centered and not be blessed. Yeah. So hope that encouraged somebody. We won't charge you for that extra five minutes there at the end. <laughs> but, uh, but just think about how awesome God is building us a city and he's sparing no expense for you and I to be able to dwell in, to come and go in and, and be able to go in and do the work of the ministry of what God wants us to do throughout the eons and eons of time. It's going to be phenomenal. Because the earth here, this is just a starting point. We ain't even begun to live yet. Yeah. And when we begin to live, it's when we're going to be in those glorified bodies working for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's going to be awesome. 
Well, guys, we love each and every one of you. Remember, do your job. Hit the like button. Hit the share button on your social media. Let other people know that's your way of preaching the gospel and getting the word out to everybody because people need to know that the world is coming to an end, but there is a solution, and his name is Jesus. If you accept him into your heart and live for him, this world may end, but you'll just begin to live. Well, we'll see you next week. We'll hit the last and final chapter, chapter 22 of the book of Revelations, and that'll sum it up and kind of give you an idea of eternity. All right. So we'll see you guys next Wednesday night. God bless you, and we'll see you then.